Hey, it's Andrew, and I wanted to thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. Did you know that you can subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast on Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or wherever you get your podcasts to have new episodes delivered to your feed twice a week on Wednesday and Friday? All you have to do is pick up your phone, navigate to your podcast app, and search for Door County or Door County Pulse podcast and click subscribe. If you're a longtime listener or if this is your first episode, we hope you enjoy the Door County Pulse podcast. Welcome to One on One, a Door County Pulse interview series. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by a full house of people. We've got Miles Danhausen in here. We also have Pam Seiler and Carly Sarkis from Destination Sturgeon Bay. How are you guys doing? We're awesome. Thanks for having us. Doing really well. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So I I said Destination Sturgeon Bay, and I feel like a lot of our listeners are going to wonder what that is. Can you tell us what Destination Sturgeon Bay is? Destination Sturgeon Bay is the new rollout name for the Sturgeon Bay Visitor Center. So it's actually the fourth name that our organization has had since back in the late 18 or 1900s. <laughs> um, and so what we're going to do is we're um, following the lead of Door County and doing Destination Door County, of course, and um, hopefully going to kind of rebrand ourselves a little bit as to what we do more so rather than just, you know, being a visitor center. Miles, I'm pretty excited about this because we talk about Sturgeon Bay a lot on the podcast, and it's so nice to actually have representatives of Sturgeon Bay to come in and talk to us and maybe tell us where we're wrong on things. So uh, this will be a really great podcast to kind of just talk about Sturgeon Bay in general. I mean, we've we've been talking about, of course, like the new signage and stuff that you guys are planning and how Sturgeon Bay is going to like change and grow and evolve over the next couple of years. And I think this will be a really great kind of way to settle in and really uh, provide a bunch of context for that. First question on that that name, how much are you stumbling over that now, going from Sturgeon Bay Visitor Center, SBVC, and now you got to change your new abbreviations DSB, and everything? DSB, I was <laughs> just going to say, we were claiming that before Sister Bay, so if Sister <laughs> Bay decides to change destination Sister Bay, we've got it first. <laughs> Did um, you trademark it? <laughs> yeah, we should, right? Um, we are stumbling all the time, me personally. I think yeah. the girls um, in the office are doing a lot better than I am. Is there anything with changing that name, what is that, beyond just coming in line with what Door County Visitor Bureau is doing, what is that name change, kind of what's the larger purpose behind it, what does it do for you in defining your organization? I think one of the things that it does primarily is it takes us from being just a visitor center and it puts us more into the realm of what it is that we actually do, the three pillars of people that we serve. We always say we serve our visitors and guests, which obviously is primary. We love that. But we also serve our businesses and our members and as well as then our community. So we're really trying to hone in on you know who we are as an organization and what's going to make us relevant into the next 20 years. And your organization is a lot different than, like, for those who don't know, most of the Door County communities have some sort of business association representation, a community association, a business association, an advancement association. They all have different names, but they all sort of serve a similar function in marketing their community. You know, the Visitor Bureau goes out and brings people to the county, and then these individual organizations are like, all right, once they're here, we've got to show off the best of what we have to offer. Sturgeon Bay has been a little bit different in that you had a lot of these individual communities had those Organizations existed, but they really became bigger, more professional organizations after room tax came in. Sturgeon Bay has existed before that and maybe had picked up more responsibility, I guess, for your community than some of these others that are primarily charged with marketing their community. 
and correct me if I'm wrong, but Sturgeon Bay Visitor Center has always had a much bigger role. Like, all right, we have to organize events. We got to staff these events and put these on. I, am I correct in that assumption? Uh, you know what? I think that every community is equally as responsible in the event side of it. I think, okay. you know, you see our community coordinator partners. We meet with them once a month um, to, you know, talk about what everybody is doing. Everybody is you know, trying to put out the best product for those people that live here and those people that are visiting here. But um, I think to what your point is, Miles, the Sturgeon Bay Visitor Center, now Destination Sturgeon Bay, um, really works, I would say, hand in hand, almost three-legged stool is that what I always use, the analogy of saying the city of Sturgeon Bay, that um, our organization, and then the Door County Economic Development Corporation. I feel like each one of us has a role but without the other, you know, none of it works. We we focus primarily on, you know, a quality of life, bringing people here, people who live here, enhancing that quality, you know, making it a place where you want to actually stay and play. Yeah. And and Sturgeon Bay is, you guys have the unique challenge, too, of Northern Door. Tourism has been the the key industrial driver and economic driver for the, the Northern Door communities for a long, long time. And really since the 80s has been pretty much, there was a little battle in the 80s to really accept the arts and the importance of that. Um, But that battle's been had. Sturgeon Bay, not to put you on the spot here, but you're still evolving into that, like really embracing tourism 100%. Yeah, you're not putting me on the spot at all. I mean, we know know the importance of tourism, but we also know that we have a balance. You know, we are the only city in Door County. You know, everybody else is a village and a municipality, so much smaller entities. So we have much more of a year-round population. We have, you know, the manufacturing sector and the industrial sector, which is so important. You know, we have the medical center and, you know, our school districts. So there's a lot of revolving pieces, but, you know, realistically, um, that tourism component is a huge piece of the puzzle. And that's really what we're trying to do is we're trying to get people out there now um, and get them to say, hey, you know what, why not Sturgeon Bay? Embrace who you are. You know, we love the fact that we're cool and gritty. You know, we're not like every other little village up and down the peninsula. We love them all, but, you know, we are who we are and we're, we're cool with that. And and you have a great, like, historic sector. You have the industrial sector. Like you said, the cool and gritty thing. And, like, mm-hmm. we have, I mean, you guys have a chance to sort of be like the the younger hipster side of Door County, if you will. There you go. Um, That's it. We are so embracing that. It, it, yeah. If you, and it, it takes a, the whole community embracing that to make that happen. But there's definitely that opportunity there. And I, whenever I talk to people, I'm like, Sturgeon Bay is a sleeping giant. Of If that community fully embraces tourism and, and does the right things to bring it and showcase the best parts of it, there's so much growth to be had because most people don't realize Sturgeon Bay is 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 not the number one room tax provider, even though it's our our biggest city. And that's no knock on you guys. Don't take that that way. We're working I'm, really hard to change I, that, Miles. You know I'm, that. I'm just I'm saying, like that just tells me like there's so much more room to grow, right? Right. There's that, so much opportunity. When we had talked about that, the word that we used was potential a lot. Like you, there's right. so much potential there for for something different. And kind of in the same vein as potential, when when you talk about changing the name to Destination Sturgeon Bay and this this new push both from from you guys and the Door County Visitor Bureau now Destination Door County, is there? an opportunity to uh, create kind of a, a, a new momentum or to capitalize on the momentum that we've been seeing in the last 10 years in terms of how Door County is growing and changing. Do you feel like this is the next chapter in that? And do you feel like that's solidified by the name change? Absolutely. 100%. I feel like now is the time to grow and to foster. Um, I just moved back to Sturgeon Bay a couple months ago 
And I moved here primarily because I saw the growth that was happening um, and the potential that you talked about. Um, I, I think there's so much that Sturgeon Bay has to offer at this point. And now we are, we're rebranding. We are looking at all aspects of our, our business and what we do. And we're like, okay, where can we change? Where, where can we grow? How can we provide a better experience for our visitors, for our community, um, for everyone in Sturgeon Bay and Door County? Well, that's kind of the thing too. And Carly, I was going to ask you as as a the fellow young person in the room, the fellow <laughs> like, what are you trying to say? Well, <laughs> thanks a lot, Andrew. Yeah. Well, Miles, Miles definitely. I mean, we talked about how Miles has aged out of so many different things now that he Aww. hit forty. No, I just changed the brackets. <laughs> yeah, forty five now is you're the, an innovator. The new twenty five. Yeah, forty five is the new black. Is that what yeah. you say? Yeah. Perfect. Um, but my, my I guess my question is, um, as a young person who is seeing this kind of like young energy and this like growth in that direction, it, it's the same thing that I saw moving here five years ago. It's Mm -hmm. this um, kind of like right in the middle of all of this change is when I first started to experience Door County. And I feel like that change has been kindling and bubbling as all of the different communities have started to uh, work on these big projects that completely transform both the visual look of this of the, the town and the village, but also uh, what they have to offer and how uh, tourism is changing in that way and how we're capitalizing on that. Do you feel like that's kind of where Sturgeon Bay is right now, kind of in that like bubbling, like things are about to change kind of thing? 100%. Uh, and maybe tell us a little bit more about some of the things that are kind of in the pipeline for that. Like how do you see Sturgeon Bay in the next five, ten years? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel, um, you know, being younger, um, <laughs> I always feel like that's always used in like a negative way. But I always I've learned to see it in a positive way. I'm young. Very positive way. Yes. And I, I'm young. I'm positive. I'm. You know, I'm always searching for that next best thing. I do think that young people are searching for that next best thing. What is going to be huge and big? You know, we always say that, you know, you grow up, you graduate, you move away, but then you come back. Um, I think now's the time to move back. Sturgeon Bay is the next best thing. We are, we're, we're growing so rapidly. Um, and there's just so many cool things. I think you know, it's hard to pinpoint just a few, but I think the new big thing that a lot of people don't, some people might think isn't really cool, but I think is, is our wayfinding. It's our new, <laughs> I think that's so cool because the signage in Sturgeon Bay so needs it's to awful. be updated. So it it needs to be. It's just, I'm, I'm the type of person, the more signage, the better. Um, but it has to be productive and it has to be, it has to lead people in the right direction. And so our wayfinding signage, um, I think is one of the coolest things that's going to happen to Sturgeon Bay within the next three years because it, we do have we split it up into phases. Um, and one of those things that Miles touched on a little bit um, was our pu- public water walkway, um, our Bay Walk, which people don't realize how much public waterfront we do have. Right. Um, like in front of Stone Harbor, a lot of people are like, oh, that's Stone Harbor. It's like, no, that public walkway is that's public. Yeah. Like you can just walk there. Um, and those those two problems you just mentioned are really interconnected in that. People don't know you have the public waterfront and promenade, but then the signage doesn't exist to tell them that. Exactly. Because you you have to be like basically at the entrance to the waterfront to be able to even read the sign that says Correct. public. Correct. And the sign next to it is much larger that says all the things you can't do there. Correct. So yeah. flipping that mm-hmm. around and inviting people to that public waterfront, um, you know, you mentioned it, Stone Harbor, across it, and then you go down to the other bridge by Grand Park, and there's public waterfront there and a really nice oh, public absolutely. park. absolutely. The, um, across the, the harbor by Bridgeport, you have another public promenade. It's a really nice walkway, but I have spent my whole life being down there going, 
is this just for the hotel guests or is this for the condo people? Like, that's not me. Like, this doesn't belong to me. Right. Well, and I think that that, to Carly's point, is exactly what we're trying to do with this wayfinding. So um, what we've termed the Baywalk in Sturgeon Bay, uh, for obvious reasons, um, there will be these blue fin type delineations that will be put onto the lampposts that are there so that wherever anybody sees these blue fins, you know that that's all public access. Because we know people are visual, no offense to the Pulse, but they read nothing, right? <laughs> they kind of skim everything. Read, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> they skim everything, but we know that they're visual and we know that they're going to pay attention to, hey, what is that about? So, you know, the idea being we have an east and a west waterfront and we want to make that contiguous, kind of like, you know, your Central Park of Sturgeon Bay, Central Sturge, we'll call it for, you know, <laughs> black, lack of a better term. Um, so that way people can, you know, just kind of, you know, go with the flow and see where those places are in front of Center Point, you know, down by Graham Park. We've got some improvements that are coming on down there, which is a really cool project happening in Sturgeon Bay, too, that I don't think people know about. So, um, yeah, lots, lots visually for them to see and figure out where they're going in Sturgeon Bay. And, you know, in covering Sturgeon Bay News, you hear this a lot of people saying, oh, we have enough parks. We don't need more parks. But one thing I've seen in, in watching this county evolve over the last 25 years is more parks has never failed a community. Uh, when, you, when you look at Sister Bay adding a ton of parkland, mm-hmm. that has, they, they've become the most popular place in, in the county. Egg Harbor's added a lot of parkland and public amenities. Right. Every town that's done it has seen great returns from it. And I think that that's the key, though, is that what what you're doing with the park, it's not right. enough just to have a green space. We know that, Absolutely. you know, one of the things is, is that we need to have some activations in those green spaces, whether it be, you know, just a one-time deal or whether it be, you know, ongoing. And that's the thing with Graham Park. Graham Park is, for, you know, people who don't know, the park that's right at the base of the Oregon Street Bridge on the east waterfront, so by Frozen Spoon. You know, it's a beautiful area. That's where our international dock is. So the cruise ships come in there. The tall ships come in there. And yet it's a beautiful green space, but nothing is happening there. So um, we are looking at doing this, you know, new project down at Grand Park um, with some very generous donors who have said, you know what, we want to make something happen down here. So the plans are to add a water feature, um, which is going to be done by a local artist um, in collaboration with Fink and Terry. They're going to be doing some welding projects and, you know, creating this sculpture, which is going to be pretty darn awesome. And then um, we're going to have a gaming part of this park down there. So the concrete ping pong tables and the bag toss and, you know, the chess and checkers tables, um, almost like an amphitheater style seating. So you can come down and you can sit and have lunch and you can overlook this beautiful water and, you know, enjoy this this new water feature. So it's going to be pretty cool. Kind of a really neat place to welcome from the And water. when is that happening? When are people going to see that come to fruition? That is actually going to be starting in June. So um, Sterling Landscape is the architect for this project. And I think, and I just have to do a shout out to Lars on this because I think one of the coolest things is we asked in Sturgeon Bay for, you know, an adopt a park program. So in addition to the fact that we have these donors that want to invest in this park, we have Sterling Landscape who has decided that they and their team are going to adopt the park for five years to make sure that all of the plantings and all of the, you know, amenities that are down there are being taken care of and are established the way that they're supposed to be. That's really cool. So, I mean, it takes, you know, the burden off of the city, which we all know, you know, there's not enough money to go around and do stuff. But, you know, you have people stepping up and saying, hey, this is, you know, my home, too, and I want to take care of it. 
Grace, there is nothing that I love more than lighthouses and state parks. Oh my gosh, no way, me too. I just wish that there was, I don't know, some sort of way that I could capture my love for those things in a physical way that maybe I could put on the wall or something. Well, you are in luck, my friend. If you visit DoorCountyPulse.com slash shop, you can find exactly those items. You mean we actually put together a series of state park posters and an incredible collection of lighthouses all in one piece of artwork that you can buy online? That we did, Andrew, that we did. I didn't know that we had an online shop. What else can I get there? You can also buy some Paul stickers, Door County Living stickers. You can subscribe to Door County Living or the Peninsula Pulse if you are not in Door County. You can buy our annual Door Wedding Guide. And you can also buy uh, Lighthouse postcards if you do not want the full poster but might want to add a little something something in your gift package. I'm looking at the shop right now and I just noticed that we have Peninsula Pulse hats with the dog logo and everything. Grace, I think I am sold. Where can I go to find all of this stuff one more time? www.doorcountypulse.com slash shop. You know, last year we saw some some really interesting proposals for the West Waterfront and, and the, the different things that could happen there. Mm-hmm. And on the podcast a lot, Miles and I will talk about Egg Harbor and how it's changed in the last 10 years. And I really think that with the addition of, you know, some of the new businesses and then the the highway development project that they're embarking on, uh, really kind of shifting the focal point of Egg Harbor a little bit further south. Do you think that there's an opportunity to shift the focal point in Sturgeon Bay to create more of a, a centerpiece property? Um, and, and what do you think that that might be? Oh, absolutely. I think the West Waterfront um, has so much potential. Um, I think, you know, the summer when we were talking about the ad hoc committee and, and, and what they were proposing, it's all positive. Um, they, they want to bring growth to that area. They want to bring growth to that side. Um, and, and we love the plan. We, we think it's fantastic and amazing. And, um, can I say that? That it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, can I say that? Um, no, I, I think there is so much potential there and we are so excited that, um, the city likes it as well, um, to put in that promenade, um, on the West waterfront so that you can connect, um, and, and make people aware that that is a public wa- walkway, um, but to connect, you know, Sawyer Park to to then the Maritime Museum and and their tower, and then you know cross this tra- cross Michigan and Madison to um, to Sunny's, and then walk all along all the way to Bridgeport to Otumba. So I think that promenade is going to really start to snowball things, which is really great. And, and to that, I guess I'm going to just say. I think that, you know, it, it, let's call it a spade a spade. I mean, there was a lot of controversy about, you know, the West Waterfront. And in what Sturgeon was, Bay? Yeah, I know. Isn't that amazing? That? <laughs> God, we should have covered that. Please don't tell us that the controversies are done in Sturgeon Bay. We need stuff to talk about on the uh, podcast you every know, week. We are going to leave the controversies to other communities now, and we're just going to start moving on. You know, we I think that everybody is, is at that point where we're all ready to see something happen. And you know what? A lot of... A lot of the controversy just comes out of love for the community. We all know that. Mm -hmm. Um, And everybody wanting it to be the best place that we can make it. Sometimes we all have, you know, different ways of getting there, but we all have the same ultimate goal. So I feel like everybody is so close now to just saying, hey, you know what? We're done. We've done the bickering. We've done the family feud kind of a thing. And now we're just going to go ahead and, and really, you know, get us to where where we want to be. So in concrete terms. I know the, the mayor has told me that next year they've put aside the money. They're going to start to work on that waterfront promenade on that west side. Other than that, 
my understanding at the moment is they're still waiting for the legal issues to be resolved on like finally put to bed before they can really decide on what happens with the rest of it. Or am I incorrect on that? Um, that is my understanding as well. Is okay. There's still a few little e- legal issues that are outstanding, but I think that they anticipate those being taken care of maybe in the next month or two. So um, then the at big- that point in time, yes, then they'll be able to go forward and determine where the granary is going to be located. Um, and then, you know, then it's kind of just snowballs from there because once you know what's going to happen with that parcel, then you know what pieces are actually developable. Um, I think to what Carly alluded to before with the ad hoc committee, um, you know, that was such a good thing for Sturgeon Bay because it was a group of individuals who came from all over the place, both sides of the aisle, and truly, I mean, took this issue and said, how can we compromise? How can we get the best product as, you know, a finished piece here that will support the city, you know, with tax base, but still have these public amenities available to the community? Keyword there is compromise. That that word, honestly, in covering it all, that wasn't in anybody's vocabulary for about three years in the city. And that ad hoc committee really came back and said, like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if I'm pro-historic preservation or all pro-business. Like, we got to find something in the middle because the stalemate is not getting us anywhere. And and hopefully that continues um, moving forward because that property is so crucial to what happens in, in Surgeon Bay for both the community and economic aspects. And you see in, in my time covering these communities and their development efforts, nobody, you, you don't know what could be there, like the, the impact that could happen there because Egg Harbor, when they bought the troop property, they spent a million dollars for this postage stamp of waterfront to expand their beach. And Egg Harbor's beach was a really junk my whole upbringing. I played there all the time, but it was junk. And then... <laughs> Once they expanded it, you suddenly went down there and it would be packed Mm -hmm. on a nice day in the summer, hundreds of people, not a speck of sand even open. And I was like, I never envisioned Egg Harbor becoming this really popular beach area. And I don't think anyone can say that they did to the extent that it became. It kind of rivals Nicolay Bay now in terms of like boats just tying up out there and hanging out. And even like the Crest Pavilion, nobody thought that would have like kind of the the game changing impact that it Mm -hmm. has had on Egg Harbor. Waterfront Park. I was on the committee when that got the advisory committee once they bought the first property there and started planning that. I didn't even think it would have the tremendous impact that it has had in Sister Bay. So you you don't know what's possible and and it it might be even better than anybody imagines. Who knows? If you make the right decisions and really think it out and the community gets behind it. And I feel like we are literally this close and you can't see my fingers, but literally this close. They're touching. Yeah. (laughs) Um, To, you know, to being just exactly that. Um, I feel like, you know, once we get going with something, and that's why I think like this promenade effort is just so important on that West Waterfront um, and tying that into what the Maritime Museum is doing with their tower, you know, that hopefully will be all contiguous and finished, you know, at, I think they're kind of targeting um, October, knock on wood. Um, for their project to be done. But I wow, feel like... Wow, it's going to be... that They're going to get it done this year right away. Yes. Yeah, wow. Yep. It's going to be... Um, now, obviously, not every floor, my understanding is, is of all the exhibits will be finished, but the exterior and the building itself will be... Wow. Yeah. Will be ready to rock and roll. So that's going to be very cool that's for really Sturgeon great. Bay as well. But I feel like that's just kind of 
just one piece of the puzzle that every developer is maybe who's standing on the sidelines right now is just saying, okay, we just want to make sure that everybody's got their act together here and everybody is ready to move forward. And um, and then I think you're going to start to see a lot of pieces falling right into place. It's 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 really exciting. And for all the controversy over the granary, whether someone likes it or not, one thing that it would have with that incorporated into that waterfront that none of those other projects I mentioned, like none of those other ones incorporated any sort of historical aspect into it. Anything that would actually be a year-round, like the, the Egg Harbor Beach doesn't have like a year-round component. Sister Bay's waterfront doesn't have a year-round component. If if that granary is done and done right and repurposed into a, a true community space and whatever else happens around there, that is an aspect that Sturgeon Bay will have to offer that none of these other communities do yet. Right. So that'd be... It's kind they, of a cool, they have an opportunity thing. to do more than anybody else. And then you have the Maritime Museum and the right. and the tower. So and the history there. So yeah, there's a lot of yeah, a lot of cool potential, that's for sure. Um the other thing that's really cool about that particular waterfront, West Waterfront piece is, you know, that's part of the Anape Trail. It's right. you know, the um Ice Age trailhead, you know, is goes right past that. Speaking there. of wayfinding, so, another thing that you don't really know about Sturgeon Bay now no. is that, oh, there's this beautiful Pottawatomie State Park, which was once considered for a national park when it was first formed, right on the edge of the city, but it's not really tied to the city. So hopefully the wayfinding starts to do more of that, too. Will help direct exactly people to those types of things and the little less known maybe things. Um, you know, you come into a place and you know you know that you're always going to see certain restaurants or certain businesses or whatever, but... Um, when you start to find out about these unique little trails or, you know, like we said, Anape Trail or the, you know, Ice Age Trail, keep in mind Ice Age Trail, you know, has two spots, right? You can start at one end and you can finish at one end. And we are one of those two spaces. <laughs> so you're either starting your journey or you're ending it there. So either way, that would be a really cool thing to be able to promote and to have in that area. We've talked about the improvements coming to Grand Park. We've talked about the future of the West Waterfront. We've talked about the Maritime Tower wayfinding, a lot of big things coming up in Sturgeon Bay. What else haven't we talked about? What else should people know that's going on in Sturgeon Bay right now? There's a lot of cool things. We spent the last six to seven months um, brainstorming for 2020 because we knew it would be a big year for us. Um, like I said before, we are rebranding and we are under a new name now, Destination Sturgeon Bay. But a lot of other big things in, going on in Wisconsin right now. 2020 is a big year for events. Um, you know, we have the DNC in Milwaukee. We have the Ryder Cup. That's the Democratic National Convention. Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, we have the Ryder Cup. Um, uh, there's the Wisconsin Badger Notre Dame game at Lambeau Field, which we're really excited about. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so, a good one to bring up. Mm -hmm. When LSU played the Badgers oh, yes. at Lambeau Field, yes. the bars even... <laughs> oh, yeah. It, a Andrew's sitting here going, sports. Yeah, Ryder won. Cup is a golf tournament, by the way. Just going. Yes. Oh, good. Yes. Um, it's a huge, huge golf tournament. Like, yeah. Massive. Big time. Yeah. Golf, and, the best sport. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when LSU played at Lambeau Field a couple yeah. of years ago, the bars in all the way up to Sister Bay, full of LSU Correct. fans, Correct. renting homes, um, making Door County like mm -hmm. a, a vacation, not just right. going to Lambeau Field. Mm -hmm. Is that in general an opportunity for Sturgeon Bay, maybe being just like 25, 30 minutes from yeah. Lambeau? And then especially with this Notre Dame game, are you are, do you have efforts going on to promote to some of these fans? Always. Um, so we have a marketing slogan called, where can you drive in 35? Um, so we are 35 minutes from Green Bay. Um, that's a that's what we promote. So we're hoping that, you know, some of these people who are coming into Green Bay for this game, we know that Notre Dame fans travel well. 
Um, so we're hoping that we get, you know, Badger fans, Notre Dame fans, everyone up here um, to, to celebrate the game. If they can't make it to Lambeau, well, just come up to Door County. Come to Sturgeon Bay. We're only 35 minutes away. Come celebrate and have a, a Door County vacation with it. Um, yeah. Same with Ryder Cup. We're um, 90 minutes away from Whistling Straits. So, you know, if, if it's in the middle of the summer or end of August, July. Ryder Cup, end yeah. of September. End of September. So <laughs> I get confused. So many um, events. Yeah, I know. There's so many. Um, <laughs> DNC is in July, but, you know, come on up and, and experience um, the beginning of fall in Door County after the Ryder Cup. You know, have that experience because you're only 90 minutes away. You know, we have major airports all around. We have Milwaukee. We have Green Bay. We have Appleton. We've got everything that has to offer. So now what you got to do is get, uh, during these that Notre Dame Badger game, get them to during their broadcast, just do a little blimp flyover of Door County and up to Sturgeon Bay, get the Ryder Cup to send a plane up and get a little some overhead shots of Door County just for their intro and outros. We know that people are, when they're at these events, they are looking or when they're doing their planning, they're looking at what's in the, you know, a day trip kind of a thing. Yeah. And realistically, we, you know, we always say Sturgeon Bay has everything that Door County has to offer with the exception of, you know, goats on the roof. And so if, you know, the Johnsons would like to, you know, have a satellite location in Sturgeon Bay, this would be the time. Then we could actually say we have it all. But, you know, we've got a state park. We have the county parks. We have, you know, three bodies of water. We have lighthouses. You know, we have three shopping and dining districts. So, I mean, your whole Door County experience, if you don't have a ton of time, but you want to just get a taste of us, this is the, you know, best way of doing it. Just hop on in. Like Carly said, working and driving 35. Austin Strabble to Sturgeon Bay City Limits, literally 35 minutes. A lot of people have always said, like, yeah, we're not, we're a drive-to destination. But I, I, having lived in Chicago for several years, I would say, like, we're we're actually fine to market as a fly-to destination because, like you said, 35 minutes from Austin Straubel to Sturgeon Bay, about an hour to most of the heart of Northern Door. If I fly into O'Hare Airport, it might take me two hours to get to downtown Chicago from O'Hare. So, and I'm not, in, in my drive down, I'm not driving past the water with views of farms and and actual like cow barns overlooking the water. I mean, cows in Southern Door County have the best views in the country, probably. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. So there there is opportunity there, and and it's really not that hard to to get to, even if you fly here. I just flew from O'Hare to Green Bay. Um, I was just on vacation, and wheels up to wheels down, thirty four minutes. Yeah. How crazy! Like that's so crazy that you know you could get to O'Hare, and and then in thirty minutes. Once you take off, you can be in Green Bay. In another 30 minutes, you know, driving, you can be in Sturgeon Bay. And I don't know if it's still offered, but when I was living in Chicago, one of our, one of Door County's biggest competitors, Traverse City, as far as Midwest destinations go, yeah. you can fly United into Traverse City. Mm-hmm. So that that's what our competition can offer. Shoot. So if, well, the point being, yeah, Cherryland Airport, you can fly. I mean, Austin travel 30 minutes from the airport to your hotel. If you're going somewhere in Sturgeon Bay, that's, I know. that's not bad anywhere. Oh no. my goodness. It's like crossing. It's like crossing, you know, to the other side of town. Yeah. Realistically. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's, there's, there's just so much potential, so much. And as Northern door grapples with, I, I think it's a little bit misplaced, but it's busy. And some people are saying, well, it's too busy. We need to stop it. I don't think that's true because I've seen, honestly, I still think the late 90s traffic-wise with pure numbers of people were probably just as busy, if not busier. Um, but, and, and you need all that business for the inevitable downturns that come. Right. But one place that still has the capacity to accept a lot more traffic is Sturgeon Bay, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's 
there's so much room to grow. Well, and I think that we see a lot of that um, during these shoulder seasons, our winter season, because our businesses are open, you know, 24-7, 365, yeah. basically. So you can get your Door County experience, you know, your favorite restaurants, your favorite shops, you know, are all still open. And people appreciate that. So, um, and, you know, not to mention this time of year with the winter fleet coming in, you know, that is so uniquely Sturgeon Bay. You, right. you know, where else do you go besides Duluth, Minnesota, you know, to see those big thousand foot freighters coming in and, you know, and docking for the winter. Um, it's, it's amazing. And it's such a beautiful view and such a unique, you know, unique thing for Sturgeon Bay. And when you and I talked about the wayfinding, when you were first rolling that out, mm-hmm. one of the big things you have to do is pull them off the highway, right? Because right. You, when you drive into Sturgeon Bay, we were just having this discussion in the office is if you come through Niswapi, no knock on Niswapi <laughs> and no knock on the industrial sector. That's, I mean, that's so important employs so many people in Door County. So important. But if you just take the highway and the bypass around right. Sturgeon Bay, you're not seeing much that says Door County except the the Door County Visitor Bureau offices. Other than that, you're seeing a lot of chain restaurants, a lot of billboards, right. a lot of industrial stuff. It doesn't give you, you that same feel of being in Door County on the outskirts of Sturgeon Bay. So like you said, we need to pull them in off of the highways. So, you know, one of the things that we looked at was, you know, basically just the verbiage of what we were using. What would draw you in off of the highway? If I know that I can still get to my final destination in Ephraim, going through Sturgeon Bay, like we used to before we had the Bayview Bridge, um, I would take that route because I know it's going to lead me all along the water and along Bayshore Drive. And like you said, where do you get those beautiful views? This is what people are looking for. Not everyone is surrounded by this beautiful water that we get to see every single day. So we have to always remember that and put ourselves in our, you know, our customers' eyes, basically. So um, that was one of the reasons why we chose to use the word waterfront districts, um, coming off of the highway because, again, if I know I can be along the water and what's a waterfront district, you can bet your bottom dollar I'm going to be there. Right. To kind of wrap up, uh, I just have one last kind of two-part question. And uh, I'll, as a very forward-looking person, uh, I'll open the first part up to the room and then we can just kind of focus in on on you guys for the future. Uh, But Miles and I have talked about, like, uh, Miles likes to quiz me on this a lot. He says, like, when you think of this place, what do you think of right away? And and I think that that's my question for, for... everybody to start with. When you think of Sturgeon Bay, what's kind of your like icon? So for me, it's when you stand on the bridge and you look at all the tugs kind of lined up, mm-hmm. like that to me is Sturgeon Bay. And I'm interested to hear what you guys picture right now when you think of Sturgeon Bay. Water. Water. Any water view. It's the water. Really? Because, um, I mean, we have three bridges. We have over 700 boat slips in Sturgeon Bay, 54235. We have... Um, one third of the Door County shoreline is in Sturgeon Bay, 99 miles. Um, so yeah, water. Absolutely. I'm going to say our bridges. I love our bridges. There's just nothing better. Um, actually we had one of a, uh, visiting photographers and he uh, goes all over the world and he sent us a picture of a drone shot that he took of Sturgeon Bay, which captured all three bridges, which was a vantage point that you don't always get. And it is just stunning. It's one of those things that you look at and you are like, this is where we live. And I'm not sure that people always get that beautiful view. I mean, there's no place that you can go in Door County where you can stand there and you can look at the Bay of Green Bay, Sturgeon Bay, and Lake Michigan and get that vantage point. So, yeah, for me, it's the bridges. City council infighting. (laughs) 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 That might just be my job. No, I I would say, like, when I think Sturgeon Bay, I think of pulling out of the steel bridge. Probably. Um, it's almost always driving over it, but pulling up to it and just seeing 
kind of looking across toward the west waterfront, seeing Potawatomi State Park out on the right in the distance, the old rail bridge, which is where Sonny's is now. And that that is kind of like a defining aspect of Sturgeon Bay for me. Maybe it's drawn because I'm drawn to the history of it, and I know that that was a rail bridge and things like right. that. But that's the steel bridge was always, the as a kid, going down there, you just always kind of look forward to driving over it and stuff. So maybe that's just well, good. locked in I'm my head. I'm glad to hear you say that because that, of course, is the basis of our wayfinding. So we did a iconic representation of the steel bridge. So you will see that in all of Sturgeon Bay signs. And here's here's part two for Pam and Carly. Um, well, wait, wait, wait. What, what's yeah. yours? I said it. Said it was the, the tugs, tugs when you look oh, at from yeah, the bridge. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, so, Our working waterfront, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so I spaced out. I don't listen to you. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. It's mutual. Um, <laughs> part two is kind of future looking. What does Sturgeon Bay look like in five years? And do you think that that top of mind image that you have might change? Wow. Um, five years from now, I see us being exactly where I want us to be because I know that I won't be here forever. So I am always like, we got a lot of things to do in a short period of time. So let's get those things taken care of. Um, I, I do. I, I see a community that has finally kind of got, gotten its act together, gotten that direction um, and pulled all those pieces together where everybody is kind of like running on all cylinders. Um it's, I think it's a really, really exciting time for Sturgeon Bay. I think this is our time. Yeah, just piggybacking off of what Pam said, um, we have a, a long list of things that we'd like to do in the next five years, and I am, I'm very confident that we can complete those things. Um, we, we, we just like to keep going. We're like the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> we never <laughs> want to stop um, promoting Sturgeon Bay and growing Sturgeon Bay and making it the best that it can possibly be um, because we're there. It's growing. Um, I think... You know, I, I think what you guys were saying about the steel bridge, it, it's always going to be there and it's always going to be iconic um, and historic. So it'll always be the same. And I just want to add one more thing to that. Seeing the likes of Carly and we'll, we'll circle back around to the youth. Um, we are seeing so many people move back to the area, younger people, young professionals, young families, people who are just starting out. Um and as Carly said, a lot of these people are maybe people who were born and raised here and then went away. But, you know, now they're choosing to come back and they're choosing to come back because this is a lifestyle that they want to have. So um, to me, I see that five years looking at our demographic of Sturgeon Bay, where maybe we looked, used to think of us as the old retired community and, you know, your heavy duty workforce. I, I just see it being, again, a, a place where younger professionals are going to start out their careers. Perfect. Uh, Carly, one last question. Um, as the marketing and events director, yes. has a date been set for the third annual Granary Move Across the Bridge? Oh, uh, <laughs> that's going to be the city's marketing and events director. Okay. Yeah, I just me. wanted to not check me. in. No, no, no. Cool. no. Not me. Thank you guys so much for coming in and chatting with us about Sturgeon Bay. It was nice to finally have another opinion in the room besides just me yeah. and Miles going back and forth. <laughs> Um, we should give you guys a chance to talk about like what's coming up. You obviously have a big one coming up uh, with Fire and Ice yes, Festival. Yes, absolutely. So. Um, so I come from an events background. So coming into this position, I really wanted to take a good look at all of our events, see where they can grow and where they can foster, um, and where we can add more elements to our events. That's my big thing. Um, so fire and ice. Um, like literally like fire and ice and wind and water I, I and know, heart. I know. I we do have a lot of that. We do. <laughs> it depends on the weather, but there's a lot of wind. Um, so with fire and ice, it's always been such a big successful event for us. So being that it's my first one in many years, um, I did want to maintain it the same, but it is going to be great and fantastic. Um, it's a big draw to the community, especially in the winter months. Um, so we have ice carving. We have snow sculpting. 
Um, we have a blacksmith that comes and does awesome demonstrations. Um, a lot of the stores offer in-store specials as well. And then that night is the Fire and Ice Gala, which is at Stone Harbor. So we partner on this event with Stone Harbor. Um, they are fantastic and wonderful and put on such a great event for us. Um, and then moving forward to the summer months, um, some big things that are happening is um, Fine Art Fair, which is always Memorial Day weekend. We always had that at Sunset Park. Um, and being that the park is underwater, <laughs> we decided to move that. So um, Fine Art Fair will now be um, on 3rd Avenue. Um, it's going to be on 3rd from Oregon to um, Quincy and then down Pennsylvania. So it kind of encompasses Martin Park as well. We decided that this would be such a great location for many reasons. Um, one, because it's so close to our main shopping district. So you can walk across the Oregon Street Bridge, get to the West Waterfront, you can go right down 3rd Avenue, and then straight to Jefferson Street. So we're really excited. Um, it's also right next to our creative district, which is on 2nd Avenue. So people can go to all of the art galleries um, and see all of those, see how great... Um, you know, Holiday Music Motel and all the great things they're doing there as well. So we're really excited about Fine Art Fair um, and all the great things that we can offer with that event. And then lastly, of course, Harvest Fest is always growing um, and we're really excited. I just started talking to some vendors today about Harvest Fest, which is crazy because it's in <laughs> September, but yeah. um, it just never stops. So um, that's our Oktoberfest event and we work, you know, with Starboard Brewing Company to, to tap the firkin with the mayor and our Stein holding contest. A lot of fun stuff. If you can dry out Sunset Park for us, that'd be great. We, listener, we we help with the Door County Wine Festival, which is down mm -hmm. at Sunset Park, and uh, mm -hmm. we're confident we're going to vacuum that out in time. I, I really hope so, because a uh, week after that is 4th of July, which is at Sunset Park. <laughs> so we're, we're hoping for dry weather this, this spring to dry out that park and get it back to where it needs to be. Well, the one thing on water levels that we might be catching a break on is we don't have a ton of ice cover right now. And... That, even though we've been getting a lot of moisture, one of the things that leads to really high water levels has been when you have a, a really cold, harsh winter mm -hmm. and you have that ice cover throughout on the lake, you don't get much evaporation. Yeah. But when you don't have that ice cover, we might be getting more evaporation this winter and next right. spring. Remains to be seen, but that's like me crossing my fingers and hoping. Well, and remember, at Sunset Park, where you guys are and where our 4th of July fireworks are, that is um, closer to the water. So that's actually a better location where, than where we had the Fine Art Fair, um, which was in the area of Little Lake and then the retention ponds, mm -hmm. which now have become like all of one big little lake. Yeah. Um, so that was the reason that we had to move that. But I, I feel like, yes, that area that we utilize that's closer to the water is going to be just fine. <laughs> Miles, is your backup plan just to use buckets and try to scoop the water back into the lake? We're going we're gonna to get a barge. And Mike Carr is going to come up and we're just do the wine fest on a boat. That sounds like a good idea. Or, or maybe we'll just go over to Bay Ship and be like, hey, can we just commandeer this thing for the afternoon? You uh, know what? Sometimes the best laid plans, right, create all of these cool new events. Yeah. So, you know, when you have to when you Man, have I would punt, totally do a wine fest on a, on a big barge like that. I on feel a, one like of the big that could ship. be a blast. Yeah. <laughs> you can get Jimmy can... Buffett to sponsor and call it Boat Drinks. <laughs> no, nobody's listened to the song Boat Drinks by Jimmy Buffett? Sorry. <laughs> all right. But maybe it could be like like the Catalina wine mixer where you get all the yachts and then a, yeah. a helicopter. That's right. I mean. <laughs> I thought I was going to have an audience for the Jimmy Buffett <laughs> No, <job>. sorry. <laughs> right. uh, anything else, Miles? Any other pressing questions before we wrap up? No, I think we covered as much as you could cover in one hour perfect. in this little hot box of a podcast studio. Cool. It's well, perfect. thank you guys so much thank for coming so in much. and chatting with us. Uh, and I look forward to seeing everything that Sturgeon Bay has to offer this year and moving forward. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thanks very much. Come to Sturgeon Bay. We expect to see you guys. 
For more Door County news, interviews, and exclusive content, check us out at DoorCountyPulse.com or pick up this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse available every Friday. Don't forget to subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast to get new episodes delivered straight to your device twice a week. Thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. Thank you.